Hello everybody, this is Rafael Davidovich. Welcome to Festive Friday. This week I want to speak about a festive event that is not really very festive. Coming up this week on Tuesday and Wednesday, we will have Purim Katan and Shushan Purim Katan. These days, on the surface level, have almost no consequences. There's nothing that really happens on these days. In fact, somebody once shared with me a, a joke about a, uh, a, mag a medical prognosis that had almost no real consequences. This is a Jewish person, and the way he described this meaningless medical prognosis was, or diagnosis, rather, was by saying, it's like Shushan Purim Katan. It's there, but it doesn't really matter. So, too, with uh, Purim Katan, the only difference for people who go to shul is that there are certain paragraphs that are taken out of the davening. It's known as the days where tachanun is not said. So it's hard to get excited about these days, like I said, especially this year. It's on Tuesday and Wednesday, so we don't even get the special bonus of having a tachanun free Monday or Thursday. So what is it that we're supposed to take from these days? So first of all, if you take a look at the very last line of Shulchan Aruch or to put it another way, the very last line in the Mishnah Chelek Vav, uh, in the sixth volume of Mishnah which is a conclusion, the Ramah expresses these halachos of uh, Purim Katan, that some say that there is a mitzvah to somehow increase or enhance one's meals on Purim Katan, and that this is the preferred practice. So it's not nothing. You do something. You have some sort of additional festive element to the meals that you eat on Purim Katan. But then he concludes with the words, Tov Lev Mishta Tamid. As if to say, it's a good idea to enhance the days. After all, someone who is in a good mood, Tov Lev, is always having a party. And that's a very nice thought to have. But what does it have to do with Purim Katan? So I'll share with you an idea that I read many years ago from, of all people, Rabbi Akiva Eger. Rabbi Akiva Eger made the following point. He said, What is it about Purim that makes it observed in Adar Shani? Meaning, when you have a leap year, as this year is, and there are two Adars, why would we observe Purim in the second Adar? After all, repeatedly throughout the Megillah, the month of Adar is referred to as Chodesh Shneimasar. Adar is referred to as the twelfth month. And when we have an extra month, Adar Sheni is the thirteenth month. So one could argue that Purim should be observed in the twelfth month, since that is the way that the month of Adar is described in the Megillah itself. So Rebekiva Eger explains that the reason why we have Purim in the second Adar, according to the Gemara, is because we want to make the festival of Purim adjacent to the festival of Pesach. So that when there are two Adars, Adar Rishon and Adar Sheni, the second Adar is of, close, is of course closer to the month of Nisan and Pesach. Therefore, we want to make a connection between Purim and Pesach for various reasons that I can explain another time. To say that Purim is as much a revelation of godliness in this world as Pesach is. That's the nutshell of it. However, says Rabbi Kiva Eger, how can you ignore the fact that Adar Rishon is the twelfth month, and Adar Rishon is called Adar, meaning we don't just call it 
February, it has a quality, it has a character of being the month of Adar. So Rabbi Kivayger says there's a principle in halacha that is called zrizin makdimin lemitzvos, which means that the right thing for a person to do, person to have alacrity, a word that is definitely not used very often in English, except to translate the word zrizin or zrizus, means somebody who acts quickly, who does not waste time, who does not delay doing the right thing. Such a person, a zariz, is quick to do a mitzvah as soon as possible. So, Rabbi Kiva Eger says, the right thing to do in the month of Adar, that is the twelfth month, is to observe Purim. On the other hand, Purim should properly be observed in the month closest to Pesach. So what did the rabbis do? They allowed for an entity to be referred to as Purim Katan. And what are the observances of Purim Katan? There is the only observance, like I said, besides for not saying Tachnun on those days, so that it has a real festive character, and also to increase one's meal. Because according to the Mishnah in Masech Megillah, one could read, this is not the halacha, but one could draw the conclusion that one should enhance one's meals on Purim Katan. Therefore, by just having these minor observances, even though it's not the full shebang of Purim, we're not reading the Megillah, and we're not having a big suda, and we're not getting drunk, etc. However, by acknowledging the existence of the 14th and 15th of Adar Rishon, we are fulfilling the ideal of being's reason of acknowledging that other the twelfth month, something special happened. And even though it's just a minor observance, it might call for maybe an extra sip of wine, or it might call for eating a cookie, or something sweet at the meal, something more enjoyable on Purim Katan. Yet, even by just doing that small thing, we show Hashem, we remember that in the Chodesh Temasar Hu Chodesh Adar, in the twelfth month, that is the month of Adar, you showed favor to your nation, and even though we don't observe Purim, we acknowledge your kindness to us in this month of Adar, and fulfill our goal of being Tov Lev, of good heart, and of being, and of being Zurizin, of being people who are quick to do the right thing. I want to wish all of you a good Shabbos, and then next week to have a wonderful Purim Katan. Thank you.